0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. Thursday, the 19th of November. Justin, NAB has shut 600 branches after a security threat. Ooh. All this after the bank was targeted in what looks like, what could be, an extortion <laughs> attempt. Ooh, that is very scary stuff. Brett, Snapchat has taken the bold step into astrological profiles. Ooh, have they? Yep. The feature will give users insights into their star sign Ooh. and what it means for them and their relationships. Very insightful Giving stuff. Giving the people what they want. Which reminds me, three really insightful stories today. Let's Let's do it! For our first... Toys R Us stores are likely to reopen next year as the company's owner is merging with Toy Brand Fantastic. Oh, was there any better feeling as a youngster than going into <laughs> Toys R Us? What's the story? Okay, a company named Hobby Warehouse mm-hmm. acquired the licensing rights to Toys R Us and Babies R Us last year. And that all came after the company that owned the two brands collapsed. And now Toys R Us and Babies R Us are planning new stores in each and every state in Australia. All right, Bretton, how's this? actually happening? Well, firstly, Hobby Warehouse is selling a big chunk of itself to Fantastic. The same Fantastic known for your Play-Dohs, Ooh. your Razor Scooters, yep. and your Orbeez. And Fantastic is listed on the Australian share market. So the way in which these two companies are merging is called a reverse takeover. So what's the key learning here? A reverse takeover can be a way for a private company to gain access to the public markets without an initial public offering, aka an IPO. And uh, why exactly what a company do this? Well it's less time consuming and way less expensive than going through the whole IPO process. And a successful reverse takeover can increase the value of a company's shares. Especially as the company aims to get Toys R Us back up and running and toys back into the hands of kitties. <laughs> For our second story, earlier this week, Airbnb filed for a $1.37 billion (laughs) IPO. Finally! (laughs) Tell me more. Well, Brett, Airbnb has been toying with the idea of an IPO for a number of years now. But it never quite pulled the trigger. Earlier this year, it planned to go public. And then COVID hit. (laughs) Literally every CEO in the travel industry's worst nightmare. (laughs) But now is the time to go public for Airbnb. And as a private company all these years, Airbnb has raised almost $9 billion from venture capital and private equity firms. Now, as part of its IPO filing, Airbnb said it lost around $960 million for the first nine months of 2020. But there is some good news. Airbnb achieved $300 million in profit for the most recent three months. So Airbnb is hoping investors will just, you know, look past the company's COVID-related struggles Mm -hmm. and see only bright, sunny days ahead. So what's the key learning here? For companies like Airbnb that can raise a lot of money privately, you've got to ask Justin, what is the point of being Mm -hmm. a public company? For Airbnb, it's simple. It's the pressure. Airbnb's investors and their early employees want to cash in on their ownership stakes in the company. And some of these ownership stakes actually expire at some point. So time is literally money. (laughs) Although the broader travel industry is still suffering, Airbnb has kind of recovered lately. If the IPO goes to plan, it would cap off an amazing comeback for a company that many thought was pretty cooked Mm -hmm. after the pandemic hit. For our third and final story, the owner of one of the most profitable video games in history, Fortnite, has brought its legal fight against Apple to Australian shores. Juicy, juicy, juicy stuff here, Justin. What's the story? All right, a bit of background. Fortnite is a video game set on a post-apocalyptic Earth (laughs) with zombies, of course. And it's arguably the most adored video game on this non-apocalyptic planet of ours, (laughs) Some would argue. But earlier this year, Apple banned Fortnite from its app store. Fortnite circumvented Apple's purchasing systems, which is a big Mm -hmm. no-no-no for Apple. Here's the thing, though. Epic is alleging that Apple has an absolute monopoly over its mobile app store. So what's the key learning here? Epic Games is fighting this fight not so much for its own benefit, but as they say, for the future (laughs) of humanity. Epic isn't seeking cash money if they win this case. They're seeking a court ruling that would make platforms like Apple open up all apps, like Fortnite, without Mm. exerting control over every part of the app. And for Australia, Epic's case would be a significant test of the competition and consumer act Flux fam, did you see our Instagram poll yesterday on buy now, pay later? Turns out that only 27% of the Flux fam uses buy now, pay later. And only 8% mystery payment. Proud of you all. What did you think of the numbers? <laughs> Let us know on Insta. We'd love to hear what you reckon. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.